By this time of year, we would all hope that defoliation is well and truly behind us. But with the recent run of wet weather, there is still some work to do with defoliating in some areas. Hi, I'm Brad Pfeffer, and you're listening to the Cotton Info podcast, Crop to Top. In this episode, we're talking generally about the factors that can help ensure effective defoliation. We're talking to a couple of industry experts about defoliating, including some information on cool conditions and on plant physiology. Later on, we'll hear from Michael Bange from CSD about some of the plant physiological aspects of defoliation. But first up, we're speaking with Don Biffen, who first started working in defoliation in the 1970s. We start by asking him, what are the ideal conditions for optimum defoliation? Perfect timing is obviously uh, when the temperatures are quite high because photoazuron and also ethophon are very temperature dependent on in their activity. So the earlier in the season, the better. But obviously those sort of conditions are rarely seen um, probably in Emerald and some areas in St. George, Moree, Gundawindi, for example. Early crops are in, you know, being defoliated when day temperatures are 30 degrees plus and that sort of thing. But, you know, obviously that can't be achieved everywhere and there's just, um, you know, minority minority of crops, I'd imagine, defoliated and ideal conditions. And that's usually what we see, um, say, February, March period, well, start of March anyway. So do you reckon defoliations are getting a bit later than even what they were 10 or 20 years ago? They certainly are. I think there was some work done this last season which showed that on generally, um, timing has probably dropped back around about two to three weeks compared to what we normally have seen in the last, you know, perhaps about 10 years ago. Um, that's due to different farming practices. Some areas in the southern areas in, in New South Wales, for example, are going to be much cooler when they come into defoliation. And uh, also uh, the varieties have allowed us to um, get a lot longer growing season out of crops and hit then... Um, as a result, uh, usually higher yields. So it's pushing back the defoliation into that sort of time when the when the temperatures are starting to decrease and uh, hence it makes it a little bit more difficult for the traditional products to work well. On top of that, we've had a bit of wet weather throw a bit of a spanner in the works this season. So what are some of the challenges that growers will have if they're looking to still um, we're in early June now. If they're still looking to defoliate, what sort of challenges would they face? Well, the challenges are that the products are going to work quite slowly. You're going to need quite robust rates of products. Certainly, thiodiazuron-based products and ethophon-based products, you certainly need much higher rates towards the upper end of the label or at the higher end of the label. Um, they're going to take a little bit longer to work, a couple of days longer to work. And also um, with trouble with, you know, paddocks that are wet, you're going to end up with a certain percentage of regrowth to control, which is, you know, sometimes can be quite difficult. Yeah, I imagine that there's probably crops out there that were defoliated, ready to go, and and then maybe could they be experiencing a bit of regrowth? And Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and also I think, you know, that we probably didn't expect and you wouldn't normally expect to get such high rainfall events as we've had this year based on past experience and so it's just you know they would have uh, put on product 
worked and got some sort of result hoping to go in with a second or maybe third defoliation and then um, had quite a period of time before they could get any uh, machinery in there so uh, they just had to wait an inordinate amount of time and uh, hence then have to deal with probably an inordinate amount of regrowth as a result which is make which makes things difficult of course yeah would this be right up there in terms of the challenging sort of end to the season's that you've seen in your experience yeah certainly certainly in the time i've been involved this would this would be the most difficult year i think because of that because of the amount of rain and the uh, length of time that the fields have remained um, wet and impassable and uh as you say then it's pushed us into the cooler part of the year which is another uh, another factor which uh, makes makes things quite difficult so so yeah the key messages sound like um yeah patience and carefully considering the rates yeah it's it's just been extremely difficult and you really got to look at the higher end of the label rate uh, rate for uh, any recommendations at the moment and yeah and you have to wait probably a bit longer than expected because the products are taking a little bit longer to work in these sort of situations and i guess people would be starting to get frosts pretty soon or already would that throw an, another challenge in into the mix or oh yeah for sure yeah i mean they'd certainly you know the growers and consultants would certainly be trying to get any amount of leaf they can off before uh, the prospect of a frost impacting and uh, further exacerbating the situation don is there any other points you wanted to mention we we did some work years ago um and that was with those um, other products that uh, I think have a registration for defoliation now, carfentrazone and pyrofluphenethyl. Uh, and they, unfortunately, uh, we were looking at them for possible use of um, tank mixes with, um, you know, the standard defoliants, but they, in the majority of cases, they caused leaf freezing. But they do work quite quickly, and uh, they could be used this year, I think, into these very cold late season um, applications uh, with the proviso that, you know, you've got to expect some level of leaf freezing with the products. But, you know, they could be a... Another fill-in um, this year, given the cold, wet, late conditions. Yeah, and, and growers, um, their, their best put of call would be to talk to their agronomist about that sort of thing, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, you know, it all depends on, you know, environmental conditions at the time in any specific area and uh, the crop, uh, the state of the crop too. Next up, we're speaking to Michael Bange from CSD, starting with the basics. So, Mike, could you tell us why is a good, clean defoliation important? Well, Brad, um, there's a number of factors why we want uh, a good clean defoliation. And actually, for, for one, the first thing is that we actually sell our cotton um, to the rest of the world in a premium uh, market. Having clean white cotton is something that makes it attractive. But when we actually go to harvest it, and if we've got too much green leaf in with the actual in with the lint, it can cause a number of things. One, it can actually uh, uh, stain the cotton if the leaf is very green. Uh, or secondly, if there's the leaves haven't fallen off properly and they crush, we get trash in the um, fine trash and sometimes even really fine trash that can go all the way through the mill and actually spoil the spinning process because those particles go all the way through to the mill. Not to mention, you know, it actually impacts the gin turnout. So, you know, we're actually gathering leaf in and using energy to bring material into the into the picker when it should be staying in the field. Good defoliation conditions really pertain to uh, 
conditions that are warm enough for the hormones to actually act on the plant cause the leaves to actually or the abscission zone to actually swell and abscise and that's actually a hormone hormonally driven thing and the other aspect of that is that the warmth and we have to have enough moisture you know associated with the plant that actually you know the, we're not asking the plant to die we're actually asking the plant to go through a physiological process so we still need some moisture we still need warmth and we don't want to kill the plant so that's why we don't use herbicides as defoliants on plants we want we're actually using hormones as growth regulators and so what we've got at the moment with some people with paddocks having been so wet and and lateness well how would you describe the current situation it's it's pro- it's far from ideal isn't it we're in winter and we're doing this podcast you know a few days into winter it becomes very challenging certainly in the context if we talk about harvest aid application which includes the removal of leaf and our attempts to open bowls solid frosts on those crops can do a number of things they can kill off the abscission zones of so because it's a live process and live cells those cells can die and then the getting the the process of getting those leaves off is no longer natural um, in that sense and secondly we can sometimes have instances if the bowls actually haven't opened and they're still quite green the the yellow tannins and and that that are actually present in the bowl can actually uh, the the cell walls of the of the seeds and those sort of things are getting busted from the the frost and actually those tannins leach out into the into the lint in, within the bowls and yellowing the cotton, so it's not a good situation. And every day it gets colder. Or, and even if we were to spray defoliants, the or bowl openers, the ability to get those things to work um, gets harder because we, we need warm temperatures for those hormones to activate. So. We, we're wasting resources even trying to get those things happening. It gets we have to up the rates and hope you know hope that we're getting warm weather, and and the risks of bringing trash into the into the into the modules and the bales are, is greater. So what are some of the things that growers can do? It sounds like a bit of patience is going to be required, perhaps in some situations, waiting waiting for the defoliants to work or waiting for maybe a bit better conditions, things like that. Well, we, we certainly can hope that conditions might get a little bit warmer and, you know, targeting the application of defoliants when conditions are warmer and hope for the best. We're certainly going to have to wait longer for those things to actually have um, impacts on the crop. But, you know, if there are genuine signs that that, that leaf is not coming off, you know, and then we, we often go into remedial type actions where, you know, we often talk about the use of desiccants or herbicides or applications of salt and those sort of things to actually... We're taking the good with the bad a little bit, noting that we have to dry the leaves off. We're trying to reduce the amount of material going in. Um, we probably are going to reduce the amount of leaf going in, but we are going to probably, if we'd use desiccants, bring some in and hope that, you know, um, we work with the ginners. You know, we let the ginners know that, you know, we've got something with more trash in it. They might, kind enough, might be able to slow the gins down to 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 remove some of that uh, or gin it in a way that, you know, is looking after the fibre but removing that trash. There is there is a, a, a small saving grace in this. Um, you know, I talked about fine trash, but the reality is even now in spinning mills, there are machines that can remove a lot of these trash. Uh, trash. So it's not quite the problem that it used to be um, when when bales rocked up to the spinning mills. But yep. Anyway, that when um, when you're a, a buyer at a spinning mill, you'd rather be buying lint than buying trash. So there's an economic aspect of of that. And, and so just generally with respect to the physiology of the plant it, in these type of conditions it's it's basically um, less responsive to the to the defoliant yeah it is mate and, and it's all because they're hormones 
you know, uh, no different from physiology, human physiology. We, we at least regulate our temperature, but we need warm temperatures to get our hormones to work. Plants similarly, you know, use hormones and they need warmer temperatures for those things to, to happen. So definitely this season we saw, you know, where those were lucky enough to get, um, get the defoliants on at the appropriate time, you know, the leaf was just falling off. The plants were healthy, the conditions were right, and, you know, there was natural ageing already starting to occur in those leaves and leaves just fell off. Um, and sometimes you can be lucky like that. Have you got any other advice or things that you would like to cover or mention? I think it's uh, at maybe at a time where it's so every day that the cotton sitting in the field, you know, puts at risk in terms of staining, grades dropping because of probably fungal activity, which actually um, lessens the strength. So one of the clear things that fungus and that does when it starts to grow on the fibre in these sort of con moist conditions, it actually eats away at the wax layer. Fungus gets into the, the fibre and makes it weaker. So you can end up having um, much more short fibre in the, in, the, in the bales as a result of just, you know, the weathering that's occurring. I think at, at some point, you know, having clear indication that, you know, the hormones or the applications of the defoliants or bowls openers are not doing anything more at the higher rates, you know, making that decision to go to desiccants, managing that regrowth and, uh, you know, get the cotton off. When you can get that picker on the country. Probably something I think putting a bit of a positive spin on it. And I, it's easy to talk about the doom and gloom. I think a really important thing is the cotton, you know, compared to a lot of crops that we grow out there, is quite resilient to the to rainfall. So we can talk about the down, a lot of things that can affect the fibre, but it's actually really quite resilient. And you know, with the, the crop out there, we can we can afford to wait that many times. And I certainly have been getting, I've been hearing growers articulating that very message. You know, that very calm, calm approach to you know and thoughtful away approach of going getting you know getting to the harvest situation as always if you're looking for more information talk to your agronomist or your local regional extension officer with cotton info there's also several videos on defoliation on the youtube channel and heaps more information in the 2022 australian cotton production manual which hopefully hit your mailbox in the last few weeks i'm brad pfeffer and thanks very much for listening to this episode of crop to top